back to the Ford Bears podcast, where we take a deep dive into all things sports. With me, as always, I have the talents of Cousin Brandt, the floating head himself, Feezy, and everybody's favorite, Remy Part-Time. I don't know if that's true, but okay, we'll roll with it. <laughs> so glad to be back, boys. Uh... Let's dive into our uh, open picks. Uh, obviously, we see... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of us did this... better than others. <laughs> a, a lot better. A lot better. Uh, so, we have Jake, who picked Rory. Uh, six under. It's tied for six. Me, Sam Smith. Let me down. <laughs> One over. I. 33rd place. Grant, Jordan Speed, even at 23rd, and Primmy, we're just not going to go over yours because <laughs> there's you know, nothing you know, to... Th- I would like to defend myself. I would like to defend myself. Brooks didn't have that great of a showing. I'll be honest, he didn't. Some would say he played poorly, even. But, um, you know, it was an immaculate vibe pick. He, the vibe felt good. He looked good going into it, um, and I stand by my pick. I know he didn't perform like he should have, but I stand by it. Looked good from a golf standpoint or from an attractive standpoint? Oh, I don't care about the golf. He just looked really good. <laughs> okay, okay. All I can say, boys, is thank goodness for no frosted tips. Yeah, that's Amen. not something I wanted to see. <laughs> so, uh, some concerning news that we got this week. Ronnie James son of arguably the GOAT, LeBron James, suffered cardiac arrest at a USC workout. So, Bronny was discharged from the hospital yesterday, as of the time we're recording this. Uh, How does this affect his future? I mean, I feel like... I know in a lot of sports now at the D1 level, they do heart scans to see if you have, like, an enlarged heart just as a preemptive measure in this. Um, obviously, as a freshman, they might have not done it yet. I think it's interesting that, I know he's young, what, 18, having a cardiac arrest during a workout. you got to think, what were they doing, maybe? Or what, like, let up, is there an underlying condition that is going to affect his future or his playing career? Like, I, I just can't fathom how a young, healthy man did that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest question is, it, like an underlying condition that they don't know about. I know, like, the reason they were practiced, it was an actual practice already. Like, they were granted permission of 10 days of practice prior to a tournament that they were going down to play, I think overseas is what I read. But they were granted by the NCAA 10, like, 10 practice days leading up to that. So that's why they were practicing and working out so hard. My guess is to get obviously get prepared for that tournament they were gonna play in, but um, yeah, I think underlying condition would be my first thought, but you never really know with these kinds of things. Hopefully, it's something that that can be fixed. Hopefully, it obviously doesn't affect his future. Um, he's got LeBron behind him to fund any sort of you know doctors coming over and looking. I mean, LeBron went to Germany went to German doctors who was foot healed last season. So I, I'm going to go on a limb and say he's going to search the world to get his son's heart healed. Um, no hopefully doubt. it doesn't 
Hopefully it doesn't affect Brownie too much, because I think all of us would love to see him playing. Um, and obviously we want to see him in the NBA soon, because we want to see you know what he's capable of. So hopefully he's able to find a way to, to fix it. Um, there's been a lot of heart issues lately, though, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the Florida player, whose name is escaping me right now, had a cardiac mm-hmm. arrest just a few years ago. Was that Keontae George? Was that his yeah. name? Yeah, or I Keontae? think it's Keontae Johnson. 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 Keontae Keontae Johnson. Johnson. That's right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, well, there's I, been a lot of that lately. Well you the DeMar Hamlin yeah, thing. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin. I mean, man. Like, I, I, it, hopefully it's not serious. Hopefully it's just a, a random one-time thing to happen that they could, you know, help find him either medicine to help avoid it or, or just figure out what the problem is. But Does all we can do is re- pray for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Does he return to basketball quickly? I I don't think he plays in that tournament this summer. Uh, oh, I think no. he takes uh, some time off, but I think by the time, like, real practice starts and uh, regular season, he'll be there. So, yeah, he yeah, was... as, long, as long as it's not something crazy. Let, yeah, let's yeah. just put that in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was he's already been discharged from the ICU, and to do that, like, what, two, three days after the event occurred? I mean, that's impressive already. That's, that's I mean, that's already showing good signs, so. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, like I said before, the the biggest thing is going to be if there's anything else that comes with it. I think it's insane. I just, I, I, you see freak accidents happen like this all the time, you know, high school athletes happening, and, you know, they, I, I know in our playing careers, two-a-days kind of got not really a thing anymore just for this, you know, working young athletes too hard can be a big topic of conversation, especially, you know, I think back to, like, even young, young players, like baseball, for instance, you can go and play easily 10 games in a weekend and you know like when it's super hot out like it is in july is that too much for them and then you're going and having two days in college is that too much for them are they working these players too hard that's just kind of where my brain went i don't know what their schedule is obviously but that's just my biggest concern is are they working them too hard and kind of tiring them out too soon kind of thing yeah i mean we clearly have a small audience, but our our condolences to the James family. Hopefully, he's a quick recovery for for Bronny. Definitely want to see him playing. And um, as a fan, I'd, I mean, regardless of how we all feel about LeBron and his his status, but I'd love to see Bronny and LeBron play together. That's I mean, that would I think that's just be that would be beyond cool. So speaking of professional basketball, Jalen Brown, Supermax, five years, three hundred and four mil. I'm all for it. Man deserves it. Hell of a player. Uh, it's going to be Banner 18 next year. Whoa. Oh, there is two. That's a bold prediction. Ooh, not too bold. Not no. too bold. They're up there. Is yeah, that your official pick? Are you calling your shot right now? Look, I'm, I know I'm going to be wrong, and they'll find a new way to break my heart. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I they've got the team. They've got the team. I don't think they do. I, I think they made some very poor moves personally, but I don't think a lot of their moves make sense. Like Marcus Smart? Uh, that's a terrible move in my opinion. I know he can be a head case and inefficient, but he's a great defender. He's a good guy to have the ball in, in his hands to distribute with. I mean, it just, yeah. I, the Jalen Brown thing, 
by the way, is ridiculous. Because you just made him one of the highest paid players. What are you paying Jason Tatum? Well, his extension as his extensions next summer. He got signed in. Yeah, and he's going to get way more than Jalen Brown. Yeah, yes, he got signed in Supermax. What last year, two years ago? No, no, that was a while ago. Because his extension's up next year. Yeah, his yeah three years. His he is one more year in his contract, and then a player option. Which yep. I'm going to go out and say he's going to decline that because he's yeah. going to want more money. He'll get and he's a lot going of money. to get a lot more money. He'll get a the lot of money. The problem is when you pay both of those guys that much money, you better be good at drafting. Because if you aren't, you will not have money to pay more players to come there. You will have your mid level exception and your vet minutes. And you're it, not going to be able to get a lot out of that. It's been a while since the C's have had a miss in the draft, like as in a draft class themselves. They've had misses, but they've also had multiple picks mm-hmm. to miss. Like Grant Williams, Grant Williams turned out well. Uh, Jordan Walsh, player, but nothing incredible. No, but like you're you're playing with two guys that are gonna be the primary ball handlers, the primary scorers. Uh, I mean, 27 points and 30 points per game. You know, you just do your part. I, I think it works out, you know? I just don't, so see, I don't know who you surround them with. You pay two guys got, a Supermax to keep them there. Who who are you going to bring in that for that cheap that's going to be able to benefit them? Not only in the starting lineup, but six, seven, depth. eight guys deep. You have no depth. You can't afford veterans, depth. Veterans, veterans, set. I mean, you know, next next year, they, this year and next year, they've still got a little bit of wiggle room. Next year, Jalen Brown's contract kicks in. It's estimated to be about $53 million, which is going to take away a lot of your money. Um, you still have Chris Stops on the books right now. You still have Brogdon on the books. It just doesn't – you're going to be really tight on money. Jalen Brown's I mean, approaching, what, 32% of their cap? And you haven't even signed Jason Tatum to his Supermax yet? I mean, if they're you, already well over their cap space. If you compare it to other teams, say the Warriors, the Warriors for the percentage of salary, Steph Curry is making more than Jalen Brown's percentage right now uh, with the new contract. And Clay Thompson the is... Difference, well, the difference? It's Steph Curry. Play Thompson is very close. Thompson is very close to Jalen Brown. Clay Thompson, that, it's not Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is too. better than Clay Thompson, and there's, last no, year, there's no argument. Maybe and last Brayton, year. Since Clay Thompson's injury, he's been a little bit better than him, but Clay's more efficient. Clay hits more free throws, Clay's a better shooter in general. I mean,. The man He's has just championships. That's all you have to say. Yeah, if I played with Steph Curry too, I'd have to. Draymond's got championships. <laughs> Draymond has championships. Come on. Draymond is a great all-around defender. In fairness, he's a solid player to have on your team. And there were years where he scored the ball a lot. We're talking about Draymond and Clay post prime. This is Jalen yeah. Brown's prime, and he's only averaging Jim... what 17, 18 points a game. Uh, 26 last year. But... Last year, okay. I was thinking playoffs. Sorry, playoffs. Yeah, in, in playoff, his playoff career, he's only averaging 18 points a game, which is terrible. Which, with no rings, away, Nick. Take, no take rings. Take away the five points. Take away the five points. He's probably averaging 22. 
no, he'd be averaging about uh, 19 to 20 points per game. Okay. Because he, he's so, got a year, he's got a year in there where he averaged 14 points played, a game in the playoffs. He played with I mean, come Kyrie on, Kyrie Irving, who also is successful in the playoffs. No, he is not. What? 30 no, points per game in, the, in a ring? That's not really. He, he, he played with LeBron. He <laughs> averaged 30 a game. It didn't matter. And what has <laughs> he? What has he done since then? What and Jalen Brown's then? playing he's against Tatum, who's supposed to be some generational player. And they he and why, is, he can't seem to do anything next to him. He's 26. They have a new head coach. They've had three. They've had three head coaches in the last three years, and all of them have been different in their own way. Brad was the big middle ground. You have you have uh, Ime Udoka, who is all about defense, and then you have uh, wow, I am spacing. <laughs> Not a true fan, big man. Joe Mazzula, you have Joe Mazzula as the offensive, offensive mastermind. Joe is uh, all about quick, quick three pointers. And Joe's definitely quick. He's quick. quick he wants he wants three pointers. He wants open shots, and he generates them. the The gap between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics in the conference finals. Was for wide open threes, or like the percentage of makes for wide open threes was the biggest gap in NBA history. The threes were there; they were not falling. That's you such a Celtic stat falling? to know. Of course, you know that. You know why they weren't falling? Because Jalen Brown shoots thirty six percent from three in his career. Are, are we acting like thirty six percent is awful? It's there, all there's right. No, there's no way it's we're definitely not getting paid three hundred million dollars. Yeah. This is you got to tell in some CBA, area, right? The CBA is that the, the bargaining the, agreement? Yes, is that's what you're going to have to do with these teams with players like that? Yes, yes. Clay Thompson shoots over forty percent from three in his career. You're just comparing it, the two. Ooh, and, uh, ooh, that hurts. I was going to say, hurts. We got a guy that's getting paid three hundred mil, and we're comparing him to Steph and Clay, who shoot easily. I mean, comfortably Jaylen over 40% Brown's from Clay. better period. than Clay. No, he's not. Yes, he is. So Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson is a much more valuable player on a team, not only in his career, but currently, too. We're, You're talking about a guy that can shoot from anywhere at any point in time and plays great defense. Over his career, it's not even a I mean, debate. It's not even Jaylen close. Brown, Jalen Brown plays average defense, okay, and is not a great shooter. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that, it's just not, it's not right. It's not right. It, it's just not right. The man, the man deserves his contract. The man deserves his contract. The man deserves any contract, not the one that makes him the second highest paid player in basketball. You, you also have to look at who are they getting this summer that would be better. Or in nobody, because they have nobody left. No, but if they weren't going to pay him, who else would they pay? I don't know. You can trade for Damian Lillard. No, no. Just no, a thought. No, no. Damian goes to Miami. That doesn't help them. Doesn't help them. I'm well, taking I'm taking Dame over Kyle Lowry any day of the week, dog. I'm just sorry you right now. Sorry, yeah, it no, helps them in the regular season. The postseason, they they were the hottest shooting team in the league because of the guys around Jimmy Butler, not Jimmy Butler. Hottest shooting team in the playoffs till the finals. 
I agree with that statement. I, sure, I agree with that. Sure, but they also didn't have Tyler Hero either. So, what, so so their shooting percentage would be even better, or like what's the argument here? I, it sounds to me like you're trying to make it sound like it was lucky. I mean, no, it's you're missing. They're, they're one of their their top scorers, include and on top of that, one of their best yes. three point shooters. It wasn't. I mean, lucky, lucky. It depends how you look at it. It's not luck. What's lucky? Making shots isn't luck. What's lucky is when you have all your guys making shots at the same time at the right time. And I mean, it did it all playoff long. Until the finals. Until the finals. True. Until the finals. But they did it all playoff long. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is, like, yeah, that good for them. They shot historically the the best out of – better than the Warriors dynasty, better than any other team up until the finals in NBA history. They were the hottest shooting three-point team. You can look it up. You can find it. No, this is facts. I agree. I don't know. You seem man. very passionate, Nick. You seem very, very invested in this. I w- I, are I you a part owner I, of the Seas that we don't know I, about? Again? I have seen every weird Celtics stat relating to the playoffs this year. To You know why? Because every year in the playoffs, they fall apart. Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown has a game where they shoot 25%. Every and, year and they take, have multiple of them. And take 40 shots. Yeah. There, there's some games they'll combine for 50 shots, and they both combine to shoot about 25%. Okay, that's – I don't know if that That is true. true. It's yeah, 20, for both of them seen, would be 25? Like, yes, they both, I've seen no. games where, yes, no, 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 where no, Jalen Brown's no, gone like no. 7 of 25 and Tatum's gone like 3 of 18. <laughs> I oh, mean, come on. In the playoffs? Yes! You find I, it. You find I can, it. You I show me. This, okay, this I past playoffs, Tatum, Tatum had zero points through three quarters. Got a little bit And then lit up, lit up the Sixers in force game seven. I and understand. Burke shut her mouth. I understand. Because she was all over Joel Embiid. Nick, I, I understand, but he was t- he took like a, pretty close to every single shot in the fourth quarter. Oh, I got a dip already, boys. To be fair, he did miss in the fourth quarter. First so game I, I checked. Yeah, but first some of the game shots I checked. Which one? Were completely Which one? Completely first game horrible. I checked. Okay, game three of the Eastern Conference Finals. Jalen Brown, six of seventeen. Jason Tatum, six of eighteen. Which isn't quite twenty-five percent, but it's still damn close to thirty percent, which is terrible out of your two superstars. Look, everything was dark too. They, they, I. The fact that they came back was nuts. I know they didn't finish it out, but we are talking about two dudes that are just entering entering their prime at 26 and 25 years old. Why would you not want to keep those two guys together? I don't know. It's not about keeping because them together. Because they can't it's, win. It's, it's just a contract it's for the me. Contract. That's the big thing. I don't yeah, mind signing Jalen. Is Brown, she going to go get $304 million from another team? Like, who's gonna, else yeah. is going to sign him to that? Well, it's... You can't possibly do that because yeah, you can't, you can't super, super yeah you can't max, max. but like right, even so. you know what I'm saying no one's gonna like I don't I don't feel like another team is gonna nobody's gonna you don't think, you don't think yeah, any no. other team would give him a max contract no are are we I don't I really don't think so are ah. we are we dumb he, he's are a we, good player I don't think he's max money worth though a, a, a guy so, that just there scored would have been, been another team that would have taken a risk on him but I don't think he's worth the risk so you're telling me teams like by the way game two of this same series. His hometown Hawks, the Pistons, the uh, even the 
the Nets. Uh, if those teams truly believed they could build around him, then sure. But there's nobody that wants to go there. They're not going to be able to. It would be Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown playing for him. Because to be there's fair, no way they, they need something. Brown, you know? I, I get it. Like, well, that's where you typically just trade whatever you have on your roster and draft a bunch of young stars like Cleveland, OKC, um, Sacramento didn't have anybody to trade, unfortunately. Cleveland hasn't drafted their own stars. They have Darius Garland. That's it. They they drafted him. That's not I, drafting I, their whole did team. I, did I miss Mobley? Did Sexton get drafted by somebody else and I missed it? Uh, Sexton's on the Jazz. So Well, he is now... After they he, traded for Donovan Mitchell, he they used he their own good. young star to trade for another good player. So wait, you're you're telling me that they traded for a guy that is like Jalen Brown? Yes. Donovan yes. Like, not like Jalen Brown. Donovan Mitchell's a better player than player than Jalen Brown. I would agree with that. That's not, that's not true. That I disagree. Is, that is 100% true. I disagree. Playoff success. If we're going to talk about playoff success here and then talk about, talk uh, Rudy about Gobert is Mid- one of the worst players ever. R- Rudy Gobert is one yes. of the worst players ever. Yeah. Yes, he is one of the most overrated, useless players I've ever seen on the court. That's a very bold statement. That's a very – I'm not – listen. I'm not – I understand where you're coming from. Like, he's a great defender. He's so offensively inept, it kills your team. That's a hot take. Look at Minnesota. Yeah. They're always trying to work with Cat. Cat's going to change the game. That's changing the game, and it just doesn't <laughs> yeah, involve Rudy. Yeah, that's changing the game, baby. changing uh, the game. It doesn't involve Rudy. That's You know, it's tough. Rudy, Rudy's putting uh, some fight in those dogs up there. Like, literally, <laughs> he's fighting those guys up there. Eating kibbles and bits for breakfast. They're just dogs. <laughs> They're just dogs. All right. We need to switch okay. away from the NBA. We need to <laughs> lighten it up yeah, a little moving bit. On, yeah. Moving on. We all on. know we give money to Jalen Brown. We all know that. Okay. Ah. NFL training camp news. We have Joe Burrow's injury. That's so – that makes me that makes my heart hurt. I hate it. Dude, I hope that, he's okay. Um, like, the news is with the calf strain, he's going to be out for a few weeks. You know, he'll probably be back by regular season. Their backup is Trevor Simeon. I just don't think you're going into Week One with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Nah, Bur- I know Bur- you got Jamar, but like, one, but like theoretically, you're like, no, nah, we got this. Oh, theoretically, Trevor Simeon, guys, we're good. When, <laughs> when you're the Bengals, you cannot afford to lose some of these early games. Like you, no. you can't forfeit three games. You know, two oh, tough, three stars, two tough of tough of a division. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So I'm glad he's going to be back. Hopefully, that's good news. Yep, he should be. Um, Jalen Ramsey, on the other hand, he'll be out till at least December, maybe longer. They they aren't sure yeah. on that. He did have knee surgery, which I think. I, I think Jalen Ramsey is a is still a great player, but I don't think he's the player he used to be by any means. I don't think he's the lockdown corner number one Hall of Fame caliber player that that he was. Especially now that he's going to be hurt. I think he's still in my top five, but yeah, I don't think he's he's not up there. I mean, I got Jair above him. I've got Sauce above him. I mean, another Sertan. 
Zertan, and then also another. I don't know if Zertan's above him. I I think Zertan will be above him, especially this next year. Well, but the other DB in Miami X, he's dude. X he's, is good. That's why so they have good. they have some depth too. Like it's not like yeah. if it was in LA and he was out, they're screwed. Like they're yeah. they're that's a problem. <laughs> Trust me, LA's screwed already. True, but like the Dolphins, luckily still have pieces on defense. It's not yeah. like they were relying on him to cover half the field, like they were in LA. Well, and truthfully, if we're gonna if we're gonna move this into DBs as a whole, I'm taking Micah Hyde in the top five over him too, honestly. Minka, I like Minka. Just I, I mean, those I don't are know top five. Though, like, yeah, not top five, but Minka's yeah, those also aren't covered great. corners. Those are good no, those are safeties. But I know that's why I said we move it to DB. I'm taking I'm taking Micah Hyde in the top five. I mean, he was a good, he was a good cover guy. <laughs> Great, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, well, he started with some te- technical difficulties. We're gonna have to just slide on past. Hopefully, he rejoins us soon here. No, but I mean, but yeah, I, this, I understand what you're saying. I think that. I mean, you want to talk about a corner, by the way, that hasn't been named here? Marcus Peters, who just signed yeah. with the Raiders, by the way, on a five million dollar deal. That is a sneaky good pickup. I'm not going to oh, lie. Especially after his, his Viking season, he played well. No, Marcus Peters, not Patrick Peterson. Wrong, wrong Peter. Oh, not in playing Vic. Yeah, no. for, former Balti guy, former yeah. Chief as well. Uh, yeah. Great signing for the Raiders. Now, Pat Pete's a hell of a player, too. Just had a great year with the Vikings. Now he's over in Pittsburgh, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, That's uh, bad. yeah, it's all good. I mean, you know, hey, there's a lot of players in the NFL. You mix up the names sometimes, you know? Um. Speaking of a name that we can't mix up, Brock Purdy. Clear Poor Purdy Jesus. It's our guy. <laughs> the Iowa State boys take it away. You know, I, I'm i going to make a claim here that oh, I know at least two people on this podcast aren't, aren't, aren't going to agree with. But um, Brock Purdy might be the most underrated player in all of the NFL. And not only that, nay. No. He, he needs to Arguably come back a top 10 quarterback. Like, Arguably a top has, 10 quarterback. He has to come back. Like, this you know, is an easy, easy injury to come back from. You know, I, as a man of faith that he is, I know that he, he Let's will lead this us. team, he <laughs> will lead this team to the victory that they need, no matter what it is. He's been, you know, there's been videos of coming out that he's been training with his left hand, so that if he needs to throw a lefty, he can. That's how dedicated he is to this team winning. That's how good Brock Purdy is as a quarterback. You think any other quarterback in the league is... Okay, maybe Tua. But you think any other quarterback is out here <laughs> chucking it lefty? No. That's the kind of dedication that Brock Purdy has. Are you sure that wasn't Trey Lance? No, I don't I don't think Trey Lance even, you know, that's not even a factor anymore. Um, honestly, he's just – I hate to say it because the guy doesn't deserve this. He, he should have gotten a shot. I'll be honest. He should have gotten a shot being a first-round draft pick, and they're paying him an absorbent amount of money. Let's just go by – Football in general, football games played. Brock Purdy was a four-year starter, had so many more games under his belt at a higher level than Trey Lance did. Trey Lance had, what, 13 starts at a collegiate level under his belt before he got drafted in the first round? Because it's shocking. He's always hurt. And then he was hurt. So I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the guy that comes from a great culture. Matt Campbell and Iowa State has a great culture. He's a great guy. All All the players on the team love him. They're going to rally around him. He can get the the locker room together. I just think that he's going to he's he's more of a a veteran type presence, which I think is what this team kind of needs than Trey Lance's. Yeah, Trey Lance might have a year on him in the NFL, 
but Brock has played more meaningful football at every level than Trey has. To relate with the uh, the Iowa boys here, um, I think I think George Kittle needs Brock Purdy. I agree. They got a great wow. relationship. I, I I feel like both of them Kittle's benefit them. off each other a lot. I agree. Well, I think I think that well, if you look back to college, especially, we have two tight ends in the league now that played with Brock because Brock loves his tight ends. Brock loves his tight ends. You have one of the best tight ends in the league in Kittle. Why would you not get him the ball? Like I, especially like checkdowns or oh, Kittle's down there somewhere. He's gonna catch the ball. He's gonna get open, kind of like a Kelsey. I I love it. I love the connection, and Brock knows how to do that. He's shown he he can do that not only in the regular season, the postseason, and in the college level. It's just something that he's good at, in my opinion. I think you went rogue there, buddy, saying that, that Kittle needs Purdy. That's kind of yeah. But look at his yeah. receptions Ooh. with Garoppolo versus yeah. his receptions with Brock. He has significantly less. Jimmy G can't play football. This is like common knowledge. As a Raiders fan, no, but, I agree. That's part of what I'm saying. That, that's part of what I'm saying. If George Kittle wants to be a top three fantasy tight end this year. Not like not just to put in fantasy perspective, but if he wants to be up there receiving yards top three, I think he needs Brock. Yeah, because he's going to have a quarterback to throw the ball. The guy's he open. Be, he's he's somebody with an arm but, that's not a noodle to get it to him. I mean, dude, that's, Kittle was successful with C.J. Beathard at the helm. No no disrespect to C.J. He's my, he's my boy, an, an Iowa native. But, I, I mean, he's not no best. Jimmy G. He's not a – he's not – yeah, he's, he's not a Purdy. Worse than Jimmy G. I agree. He's not a Trey Lance. Yeah, but he's worse than all of them. You calm down. <laughs> Look, that is that is a you cannot no, deny that he is worse than all three of those quarterbacks. Beth, Beth, in this time in the NFL, played much better than Trey Lance has ever dreamed of playing currently. Well, okay. Because Trey Lance hasn't played. I feel like that's why. He was terrible. Hey, okay, by that comparison, Tim Tebow is the messiah compared to him, too. Like, <laughs> Tebow was pretty bad sometimes, too, man. Everybody remembers him for the one pass to Demarius Thomas, and that's yep. that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, I love I him. Think, that's my boy. I, I think there's a path for Purdy to be a top-ten quarterback, too. When you said that earlier, I, I don't disagree with that. If he plays the way he did last year... There is a strong, strong argument for him to be top ten, maybe even close to top five. Because he played spectacular. He was extremely efficient. He didn't turn the ball over a lot, and he made a lot of great throws. So, Grant, I've never loved you more than I do right now. <laughs> so you know that. If, if he's top five, George Kittle's wide, or wide receiver, sorry, tight end one. No, because Travis Kelsey's still Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Ooh, no, but I think well, they, have, they have Debo. They got, they got other weapons. They have McCaffrey. Are you? Ayuk. Okay. I but I I understand what you're saying, Nick. But the Chiefs are I don't want to say one dimensional because the Chiefs are not one dimensional. But like, they're one dimensional in the terms that there's one thing you can count on: Travis Kelsey's getting the ball at some point yep. in the game. Travis Kelsey's going to produce about 1,300 yards and somewhere around eight or nine touchdowns every single year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of sickening at this point. Whatever receiver you throw out there. Ah, Mahomes will find a way to get him the ball because Andy Reid is the greatest offensive coach in NFL history. I was going to say, this guy named Patrick Mahomes still lives and breathes, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy, though. You know, you know what's crazy is that he never beat Iowa State. He actually uh, lost significantly to Iowa State and got injured. So, 
No. He was at Texas Tech, and now he's wait, got Travis so Kelsey wait. and Andy Reid. I don't want to say that Joel Lanning was a better quarterback than Pat Mahomes. Oh, no. no, you can say that. that. In their head-to-head matchup, I mean. <laughs> no, you it wasn't close. Say that. It wasn't, it wasn't close. close. It wasn't close. Joel, Joel Lanning. Okay. And then he went in and played middle linebacker and tackled him, too. Moving what on to our, our next guy, because you guys are going rogue with Brock Purdy here. <laughs> And then not disrespecting Patrick Mahomes on a level that's sickening. (laughs) We're not disrespecting. We just have to realize who's better. (laughs) One's an NFL MVP. The other didn't even play in the league. I mean, you know? Hey, he was on the Cowboys preseason roster. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) All righty then. As a linebacker. Down to another unfortunate injury. Nyheim Hines out for the year after tragically getting hurt by another person's negligence in a jet skiing accident. It's unfortunate. Wrong not place, not wrong an incredible time. name. Yeah, yeah. Not not a name that you you go crazy about, but that's still a huge piece for the Bills. Um, it's that's a guy you would have liked to have. Now now there's a lot of weight put on James Cook. You know, I the return game too. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say he's one of the best returners in the NFL when he got traded to the Bills. So. Yep. And a great pass catcher out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of work for him now to do. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunate. Prayers well, up to him. And if we go back to a topic we mentioned last week for the running back market, does this open up something for one of the guys still available? Do you have the Cook brothers in the backfield? Because, right, is uh, you're not a high market, I feel like. From what I've read, Dalvin Cook does not want to go to Buffalo because he does not want to interfere with James Cook's growth mm-hmm. and, uh, like, doesn't want to take any, any reps away from him. You know, he wants to allow him to, to grow on his own and be able to actually have his own team in backfield. So so much for a good sibling rivalry, you know? Like, what <laughs> happened What happened to that? <laughs> That's yeah. just another sibling looking out for his brother, so his brother can come into his own and actually make some money himself, too. That's soft. Speaking of making money, <laughs> Justin Herbie, five years, <laughs> Herbie fully loaded. Million, 218 of it guaranteed. Good for him, man. Good for yeah. him. Yes, indeed. I, I hate love to see this. Justin Herbert. I love I, him. I do, too. I hate, that's why I, I hate to say this, because... I'm a big Herbo fan. I think he's a great quarterback, great guy. I think he's going to have the same career that Philip Rivers has. He's going to play. He's going to play great in the regular season, and they're never going to have any playoff success. That's just. I just feel like that's just going to be, especially the division they play in. It's going to be minute. hard for him. Wait a minute. How many how many kids does Justin Herbert have? <laughs> he's got time. He's got time. <laughs> He's gonna have a whole. He's gonna be able to play seven on seven with just his kids. As, as long Jeez. as he doesn't get up to like the fifteen or whatever Philip Rivers has, <laughs> I I think he'll have plenty of time to focus on I football and playoffs. Philip Rivers has more than that. I could be wrong though. No, I, I don't think it's fifteen. Isn't it? Oh, no, it's a lot. No, no, no. I, think it's you know, I, I, I know think for it's a fact 12. he can field a full seven on seven team. It's a, I think it's eleven. I think he's at eleven. Dude, they probably had, take a freaking bus to everywhere they go. Like, how are you? What car are you taking to 15, fit a passenger van? 15, yeah, 15 people in a car? Like, they're at 10. They have nine yeah. right now and a baby they on the way. They could feel the whole offense. They're pregnant again? Now. Yes. 
Well, not Philip Rivers. His wife is. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. Oh, yeah, no, no. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's a common misconception. Yeah. No. I agree. Suppose you never yeah, know in today's day and age. You never know. Yeah. It's, you know, fair. You know, we're, uh, you're right about that. I think going back to the Saquon Dissimit, we can go back to Justin Herbo if you want to. Saquon also signed his one year, $1 million contract. 11, 11, not one million. Not one, 11. Sorry, 11, 11 million. million. One year, 11 million, sorry. Words 11 million with a little under a million incentives. Um, a terrible contract. You're, you're sitting here talking about all these running backs that are upset with the market. They're upset with guys like Dalvin Cook getting cut. Um, Saquon and Josh Jacobs got tagged and, and couldn't get an extension done. I mean, it, you've killed, you know, you're, you can't do that. You can't accept a deal like that. You're killing the market opportunity for running backs. Yeah, you know? I, think, I think he definitely settled for sure. If you were really yeah. trying to make a point about not making enough money, you can't go back and, and sign your franchise tag amount and guaranteed money with a 900 k incentive bonus on top, which is not realistic. It's just, I don't know. He caved. He caved. I don't know if yeah. he settled like – Here's here's my thought process with the thing. It's you have in the NBA you hear tampering all the time, and you know talking to guys while they're still under contract or before free agency starts. I feel like there's no way you could prevent this like 100. percent And so, did he know what his market was looking like? I mean, yeah. I also think it's hard. It's easy to sit here and criticize him because, obviously, all these great running backs are out there. But, like, if I'm in his shoes and I'm seeing Dalvin Cook getting cut, not getting signed, and all these great running backs that are on the market right now, and I have an $11 million contract sitting on my desk that I'm not signing, I'm going to be selfish. I'm taking the bag. Like, I'm going to take the bag. I, as in a collective whole, it would have been great for him to hold out and maybe – you know, nope, I'm going to take a stand for my other brothers. Like, this is great for the whole running back market. But I can't fault him for taking the money. Like, yes, it's not a great contract for him or the running backs. I agree. But, like, with the running back market right now, I can't blame him for taking it. It's a terrible contract for him. Awful contract for him. It is. Number one, I agree. the incentives, uh, one of them is he has to have 1,350 in rushing yards, 1,350 rushing yards, plus a playoff berth. He's going to have 65 receptions and 11 touchdowns. Okay. Why not is there a playoff berth in there? That's a team thing, not a him <laughs> thing. <laughs> He's going to play quarterback, it's, too. That's what the incentive is. I, you know, I, I can't need him. Sure, field, field, me 11, field me 11 Saquons. I like our chances. <laughs> hey, to, be, to be fair, I mean, we have seen running backs play quarterback before. Look at Justin Fields. You know that's actually that's actually crazy you said that because um disrespectful. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and uh, if you ask yeah, him, he's he the best rushing quarterback of all time. One of the so. most would, overrated quarterbacks in the league. I would argue. Oh, he's, of I course, you would say that. I'm a Packers fan. He's yeah, overrated. He Jordan might Love, be top thirty. He uh, might yeah, be he's top garbage. 30. He's garbage. Okay, but what's your point? I don't know why. Hey, Justin Fields. Justin Fields has more passing touchdowns than Jordan Love does in many less years in the league. So, I'm saying. I think many less. <laughs> a, a well, bit two is significant in my mind. 
Yeah, we know too is uh, very significant. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Sa- Saquon, it's a terrible deal for Saquon. You're talking about a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy in his five seasons. He was playing five seasons. The guy's been healthy for two. I mean, you signed a contract, another one-year deal. If he's hurt again next year, who is signing to him for more than $8 million? I would. There's- Not a soul. I would no, almost argue. No team taking that risk. I, I mean, no one's going to take the risk. Deal. I agree, but I would yeah. sign him. It's Saquon. It's like a Christian McCaffrey. Not quite to Christian McCaffrey's level, but like, you got to take that risk versus reward. I know he'll be older too, but like, prime Saquon, he's electric. Like, he'll bring in market value. You're going to have great fan base around him. Like, I, I love him as a player. I agree, but he's not in his prime anymore. These guys' time in the league is so short-stinted yeah. that they it's just you get two or three good years out of them, and then this is what happens. The same thing that's happening with Dalvin. He's on his, they're both on their way out. So, oh, I disagree with that Dalvin take strongly. Yeah, you can't say it about Saquon yeah. and not say the same thing about Dalvin. They're in the same position. I disagree with the, the aging take. I strongly disagree with that. Dalvin has been missed what? Like he missed part of his rookie year, and he's hardly missed a game since. Oh, my God. Wait, missed a whole season. This guy's hurt all the time. He missed, like, a full season. What? Wait a minute. I think last year was the first year he played a full year, like, and never get hurt. Like, yes. Guys had over 1,000 yards almost every year. These are hitting hard. It's just because he's good. He can get 1,000 yards in limited carries. his rookie year, he's played 11, 14, 14, 13, 17 games. Okay? He has played over 75% of the season in the last four years. Okay? You can say whatever bull crap you want, but he has played. He's had over 1,100 yards and averaged 4.7 yards per carry in his career. 4.7. 11, 13, 13, 13. That's 11, 14, 14, 13, 17. So only one of those was ever. You guys watched football, Mr. Oh, he just missed a bunch of games last year. He played all 17. Hello? That's what we said. I, 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 Let it be known. I did, not say that. I did not say that. I did not say last I think year. I'm going to say that. I did not mean it, though. Historically, no, I did not mean it, though. No, I had him last year. He was, the only, he was the only player in fantasy that actually was productive all of last year. And he always is productive. You probably had Justin Fields on your team, too. So. Oh, I wish. Dude, he lit it up in fantasy. I'd take him. I mean, dude, the guy's been a pro for four years straight. It's not the same. Saquon can't stay on the field, literally. To be fair, I've been to the Pro Bowl four seasons straight as well. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Bought my tickets and I yeah, no. I watched years. it four years in a row. I've been there. Actually, <laughs> sorry, six sorry, for me, no, actually. I, I get your point. You know, I Saquon has point. played more than, than I realized, actually. 16, 13, 2, 13, 16. So if you take out that two, he's played basically the same amount as Dalvin. I, yeah, yeah, I got, I got to be honest. It feels like he's hurt more. Well, he, but I mean, it's oh, just that's the because year, the that's because that 2021 two. he was terrible. That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, 2021 he had 593 yards rushing. They were bad that year. They were so and, yeah, they were lost the Giants. I forgot huh? that year felt like he didn't play because he was so bad. I feel like the Giants just didn't play that year. <laughs> no, no, they did not. But I, I mean, it's. it's it's hard to sign a guy to a contract who had that year where he was hurt, like, to play two games, and then the year that he played as though he might as well have been hurt. But, 
uh, you, for Saquon's a terrible contract. If you're hurt again this year, nobody's paying you. I, I love that he's betting on himself. Um, I believe he said, you know, he just went with his heart when he signed the deal. But it's still, if you fail, you're never getting paid again, ever. It's just not going to happen. So I think it's a terrible contract for him. I agree. I could could be wrong. Maybe he'll have a breakout year and go back to prime Saquon we know and love, but no. that's all we can hope for. We also have a, who was it? Oh, yeah, Stefan Diggs. Four-year, 104 mil extension after the Shocking. whole debacle. The debacle with him and not coming to stuff and beef with Josh Allen. Yeah, it's shocking to me. I'm surprised they signed it. That means they have a lot of faith in him, and apparently he has a lot of trust in them. So, I mean, he's good. You're acting like oh, he's not he's good. Oh, he's fantastic. He's an incredible player, but he's a head case. I mean, I would assume so. that he had an ownership, uh, a meeting with ownership, and after the way that the last, the way the last season ended, I would. I mean, gosh, from an ownership standpoint, I would hope that you would call those guys in and be like, listen. Like you two get are together. both like way too good to like be fighting because I didn't throw you the ball. Come on, <laughs> Real, come on. We got two he generational. Ball enough. Yeah. Okay, calm down, buddy. We got two generational talents. <laughs> They're gonna split up because they didn't get the ball thrown to him. Let's let's calm down in Buffalo. All right, let's calm down in Buffalo. Call him in. Let's hit a regain. Go dominate some I get more. It. Do you think it was incentive based stuff that maybe well he was was Stefan on his rookie deal still? No. No. I'm like no. there's no. no way, right? Remember remember he was a rookie with Minnesota, they traded him yeah. over and then he signed a new deal. I was like, do you think it was incentive stuff that he's like getting mad that he didn't reach incentive goals because nope. he wasn't getting the ball? So all reports have suggested, obviously they're just reports, you don't know the truth. But all reports are, have suggested that he, he was just upset with not only not getting targeted enough, in his opinion, because he felt like he was open all the time, which maybe this stuff on Dixie probably was, but but they, he was also upset with the lack of success in the playoffs. You know, they've failed year after year after year. I think there's 53 other guys that could say the exact same thing. Now, that they're always open. But... but the same problem yeah, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, the same problem <laughs> Stephon Diggs had while he was in Minnesota is he's only worried about what he wants. You know, I, he's a great player, one of the top five receiver in the league. There's no question about that. You could argue top three, but I think he's only top five. I think he's probably the fourth or fifth best receiver. Um, but it's still you, you got to come to a team standpoint at some point. You know, they're still winning games even when he's not getting the ball 27 times. You know. It's just, he's got to learn to be a little bit more humble and relaxed about it. You can't just freak out. Like, you can't just not show up to training camp and have your agent communicating with the team about it. You can't just stonewall your own team and not show up. It's a bad look, and it's bad. Well, actually, you, you can. <laughs> but I agree, you shouldn't. But you can. Uh clown <laughs> no he's good though he's very good uh brand how do we feel about the the josh jacob situation going on uh it's hopefully he resigns man um honestly I, I don't know what he's gonna do hopefully you know if it gets towards later in the season i could see him I, you know either 
right before week one, finally signing his franchise tag and, and playing, or not not playing at all and just sitting out the entire season? The clock what other facts do you have? The clock Samir White. <laughs> Samir White, Samir White, and Samir White. Um, oh, so you need him. Yeah, yeah, unless Samir White's suddenly just going to be, like, the greatest player in history, because we're definitely not relying on Amir Abdullah to help him. Um, yeah, Amir Abdullah like is definitely down bad. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, he did get offered a contract, supposedly, of around $12 million a year for three years. The problem with that contract is the guaranteed money is the exact same thing he would have gotten if he just played on his franchise tag. So, obviously, he wants more guaranteed money than that, which, I mean, you're a running back in the NFL. You don't have a long life. You want as much money as you can get while you're there, you know? I don't blame the guy at all. So, hopefully, we can get that taken care of because, honestly, this is going to sound crazy. As long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get hurt, the Raiders could be good this year, okay? As much as I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo, he fits Josh McDaniel's system to a T, okay? Devontae Adams is still... One of the best, if not the best receiver in football, outside of him and Justin Jefferson and maybe Tyreek Hill. All right. Michael Mayer. Is great this five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Devontae Adams is still, like, the best receiver in football. My, Don't ever disrespect. Is this Groundhog today? Like, is Aaron Rodgers throwing him the Renfro ball? Renfro should be. Well, he, he just had his best season last year. He had a better season last year than he ever did with, uh, Devon, or with Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Oh. Oh, was Jimmy throwing the ball there, too? No, or... it was Derek Carr and then freaking, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what was that guy's name for the last two weeks who I've already forgotten? Holy oh, crap. yeah. Um, um, I can't remember, but they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember Jared that. Stidham. Oh, yeah. He's supposed, supposed to be the next Tom Brady, man. What do you mean? Devontae Adams had two great weeks with Jared Stidham. Okay, I think Garoppolo could get him the ball a little bit. Because Garoppolo managed to get Debo and kill the ball pretty efficiently, all right? So as long as that guy can stay healthy, as long as that guy can stay healthy, he'll get he'll get Devontae the ball, he'll get Renfro the ball, he'll get Jacoby Myers the ball if he can throw it more than 20 yards down the field. That's a big and, if and out of Jimmy G. You know what? The Raiders had a Tyree Wilson. They had a Marcus Epps from the Eagles who had the most snaps on a historic Eagles defense. And then we got a bargain signing this week in Marcus Peters. Truly ecstatic about that. The Raiders can be good this year, but we need Josh Jacobs. You guys need a lot more than just Josh Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. brother. I'm sorry. You don't realize the talent on the roster, my friend. Maybe a whole new you know, franchise. I don't maybe, know. Maybe we'll fairness, be blown away. Maybe they're going to somehow run away with the division. I have zero faith in Josh Jacobs to coach football properly. Zero. <laughs> but if he is any sort of a decent coach, then we could be really good this year. I I have some sources that said he used to ask Madden last year. <laughs> it would no, surprise he, me. They would they would have played way better if they used Ask Madden. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the other things too. Um, the Derek Carr thing. I, I don't know how people feel about Derek Carr. I'm sure a lot of people think he's a clown. He's a good player, if not a great player, from time to time. There's reports that Josh McDaniels didn't even allow him to audible out of plays. Okay, and. The camel was shattered. Apparently, this, this is the reports, apparently when we played Seattle, uh, Derek kind of just went off script and did his own thing. And we beat them in overtime, okay? 
And reportedly after that, the team was shattered because Josh McDaniels went nuts on him. So he said, and I quote, run the effing play. <laughs> or I could win you the game. There's that. Yeah, I, I, I know, right? But, you know. So. That's just rough. Josh That's McDaniels rough. concerns me. Hopefully we get Josh Jenkins back. Yeah, bring Gruden back. I don't back, know what we're going to do without him. Okay, well, I would go that <laughs> Guy kind of had some uh, bad PR issues. And bad no. human issues. The spider 2 wide banana. That'll get you what you need. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think Gruden's a great coach in terms of his ability to coach. I just don't think that those things can... I don't think you can have those things hanging over you as an NFL coach. So... Take him off social media, no emails, no nothing. Uh, hey, he came in and helped install the Saints offense this offseason, so. Little funny fact, you guys didn't know if, that. If they're anything like his emails, I bet it's pretty offensive. So. <laughs> that was good. Hey, that was good. Gruden was pretty offensive his entire career. It's kind of his thing. True. It's true. He's a, he's a weapon. <laughs> so. Yeah, hope, hopefully Josh gets going, you know. Hopefully we get him signed. I, the Saquon thing didn't help at all. No. So. All right, oh, boys. boys. Well, that wraps up another. Four Bears pod, baby. <laughs> remember to use remember to use code Four Bears Sports at checkout at shankitgolf.com. They've got hats. They've got towels, they've got polos, whatever you need, Shankit Golf has got it, except for a better golf game. They can't provide that one. I know I know firsthand, can't provide that. Thank you so much nine. for watching. 78 and 9. It's not good. 78 not good. and 9 holes, Nick. I don't think I've ever seen that bad of a round in my life. I was, you know, I, just, I can I can sit I there and blame it. I don't think there's going to a on a hole. I, I could sit there and point fingers at what it could have been, you know, move in, all that. But the number one is uh, just Man a bad golf game in general. Yes. <laughs> yes. But anyway, thank you for watching. Signing off with Cousin Brant, part-time Primmy, and we finally found the headless horseman's head. It's right up there. It's Mr. Feezy. And for me... Primate, signing off.